0: The book of Esther, chapter number 9 tonight, it's hard to believe that we're going to conclude our study in the book of Esther that we started a little over a month ago, and we mentioned the last few weeks we've been able to combine two chapters at a time, and that is the case again tonight. So we come to Esther, chapter number 9, and we're going to jump right in, we got about 35 verses to cover tonight, Uh, but don't worry, we'll be done here in a timely fashion, and we'll close out the service in an altar of prayer. Esther chapter 9 verse 1. Now in the twelfth month, that is the month of Adar, on the 13th day of the same, when the king's commandment and his decree drew near to put in execution in the day that the enemies of the Jews hoped to have, have power over them, though it was turned to the contrary, that the Jews had ruled over uh, that the, the Jews had rule over them that hated them. Now, I love verse number 1, how this chapter kicks off. It is Chapter 9 is really going to surmise everything that we have studied the last several weeks in the book of Esther. What he's saying, the 12th month, that is the month of Adar, on the 13th day. Now, you may not recognize that date, but that is the date that Haman chose to have all the Jews executed. But what's interesting about this day Haven didn't even live long enough To see this day come to pass We find that In the day the enemies of the Jews hoped to have power over them You know all through history the Jews have had enemies that hope hoped to try to do them away. It goes all the way back to Pharaoh how he wanted to drive them into the Red Sea. But you know what happened? God parted that Red Sea and God made a way when there was no way. And, and certainly even when the case when Goliath came against Israel and tried to destroy them and make them servants God made a way. And same way here in our text tonight in the book of Esther how Haman devised that plot and wanted to have all the Jews destroyed. But you know what happened? The Bible said, but was turned to the contrary. You know what that phrase means? God turned it around. Uh, Haman had had all these plans. Haman had all these hopes to do the Jews in. He built those gallows 75 behind the scenes. Verse number 2, the Jews get themselves together in their cities throughout all the provinces of King Ahasuerus to lay hand on such and sought their hurt and no man could withstand them for the fear of them fell upon all the Jews. Now even though Haman is dead, there are still many in Persia that still have the same prerogative and the same, same view towards the Jews. They still want to carry out Haman's plot and so on this day the Jews get themselves together to withstand their enemies, to fight against their enemies. A the war was going to break out in this text. But the Bible tells us that the, the no man could withstand them, no man could beat them, no man could defeat them. The Bible said, for fear of them fell upon all the people. Why in the world would these Persians be scared of these Jews? Because they have watched how the man who devised the blood is hung on his own gallows. Fear has filled their heart. Verse 3 and verse number 4 And all the rulers of the provinces and the lieutenants and the deputies and officers of the king helped the Jews because of the fear of Mordecai fell upon them. For Mordecai was great in the king's house and his fame went out throughout all the provinces. For this man Mordecai waxed greater and greater. I don't know if you notice what goes on in that verse, but not only is it the Jews defending themselves, but it is the lieutenants and The officers of the king's house, Persian men, the subjects of King Ahasuerus, they are standing right next to those Jews, saying, "You're not going to do anything to them. You're not going to defeat the wine." They respected Mordecai. They feared Mordecai. You know what God's doing? God is working behind the scenes, and God is using wicked men and wicked means to protect His people. He does that all throughout His Word. He does that so many times using things. You're not going to put God in a box. Right. He has to go down to Moab and get room to continue that line. You're not going to throw God. He hasn't get a, a harlot out of Jericho. You're not going to defeat the Lord tonight. Right. We find verse number 5 through verse number 10. Thus the Jews smote all their enemies with the stroke of the sword. And for the slaughter and destruction and did what they would of those that hated them. Verse 6, 7, 8, and 9 gives the locations of where these battles were fought. And and these words are so easy to read I'm not even going to insult your intelligence by reading them because I know you know how to pronounce all of them. So they fight all these battles They didn't lose one. In fact, that happened a lot in the Jews wars. Goliath and the Philistines. Laying off their hand. They weren't interested in getting rich. They were just interested in knowing what was right. Yeah. And defending their families. They, these same men they would have been commissioned to kill the Jews as well as this war breaks out. And we find three times in this chapter we're informed that the Jews would not take the spoil of their enemies. The spoil was not their intention defending themselves were. Verse eleven On that day the number of those that were slain in Shushan the palace was brought before the king. This is just the number. Five hundred men died in the palace alone in this war. Look at verse twelve, and the king said unto Esther, the queen, The Jews have slain and destroyed five hundred men in Shushan the palace, and the ten sons of Haman. What have they done in the rest of the king's province? And now what is thy petition? And it shall be granted thee. But what not that request further? It shall be done. The king said, "We got five hundred dead here, plus the ten sons of Haman. What else you want to do?" Yeah, <laughs> he said, like "He's on board, hundred percent." And so Esther says in verse number thirteen, "Then said, let, then said Esther, if it please the king, let it be granted to the Jews." which were in Shusham, to do tomorrow, also according to this day, decreed and let Haman's ten sons be hanged upon the gallows. And the king commanded, uh, commanded it so it should uh, be done, and the decree was given to Shusham, and they hanged Haman's ten sons. Not only did Haman hang on his own gallows, but his ten sons hung on those gallows. You know what Esther's response was? So we're not going to stop short of victory. We're not just going to take care of the one problem and then allow. Them. You know, in the Book of Joshua it talks about that the children of Israel drove out all the giants of the land, but in Gath and Ashdod and uh, there's a third place. Uh, I, I can't remember the the, plate, the third one, but it's in Joshua 13. The end of you can look at it. But those three places they didn't wipe out all the Jews, and Goliath came from there. Acts God is where they took the Ark of the covenant and then where they took Samson and gouged his eyes out. There was all three places because they stopped short of victory. Yeah. Oh, how many times we get a little bit of victory but we don't take the sword like David did to Goliath's head and cut it off. Now, I remind you, that stone did not kill Goliath. It yeah, knocked him down. And the Bible said that David took Goliath's sword and slew him. That word slew gives the idea of killing him. What do you Yeah. What Esther is doing, implying this text is, texting, we need to finish this job and do it right. Man. Verse sixteen. But the other Jews uh, that were, uh, v- verse fifteen, for the Jews that were in Shushan gathered themselves so together on the fourteenth day of the month. A guard three hundred men in Shushan, but on the prey they laid not their hand. But the other Jews that were in the king's provinces gathered themselves together and stood for their lives and had rest with their enemies and they slew their foes 75,000 but they laid not their hands on the prey 75,000 plus died in these wars as far as we can tell not one Jew died yeah. how in the world? The Jews didn't have an army in Persia? but God allowed uh, Hazard's army to fight on the Jews behalf and defend themselves and God brought a great victory I'm telling you, God preserved... Somebody said, why is it so important that God's preserving these Jews? Because this is the line that the Lord Jesus Christ would be birthed in. That the, the devil why, why did the devil put in hand trying to destroy the Jews? The same reason uh, that he tried to vow uh, the line of Cain and all those things. He's trying to destroy that seed line. Yeah. He's trying to destroy that. But he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. Verse number... Seventeen on the thirteenth day of the month of dawn, on the fourteenth day of the same they rested and made a day of feasting and gladness. But the Jews who were at Shushan assembled together on the thirteenth day thereof, and on the fourteenth day thereof, and on the fifteenth day of the same they rested and made it a day of feasting and gladness. Therefore, the Jews of the villages that dwelt in the unwalled towns made their fourteenth day of the month Adar a day of gladness and feasting and a good day and of sending portions to one another. Watch this after the victory was the celebration. They began to rejoice. They began to have a celebration that they were supposed to die. They should have hung on those gallows. Their children should not be alive. And when it didn't look like there was any Verse 20, Mordecai wrote these things and sent letters unto all the Jews there were an old that were in all promise of King Ahasuerus, both nine and far, to establish this among them they should keep the 14th day of the month of Dar, and the 15th day of the same yearly, as the days where the Jews rested from their enemies, and the month was turning them from sorrow to joy, from morning good day that they should make days of feasting and joy and of sending portions to one another and gift to the poor. God performed such a miraculous work. Then the Lord of God said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make this a yearly thing. We're going to make this a yearly celebration. We are not going to be guilty of forgetting what God's done for us. So here's what we're going to do. Every day, we're gonna, every year, we're going to set aside three days. how we're going to stop, And we're going to eat and we're going to rejoice, we're going to God has done for us. And so Mordecai said, we're going to make sure we don't forget. We're going to set aside three days of rejoicing. I like it, three days. Just something about three days in the Bible. We're going to set aside three days where we're not going to do anything but thank God and rejoice. It was called the Feast of Purim. Verse 23. And the Jews Undertook to do is they had begun, as Mordecai had written to them. Because Haman, this gives a surmising, these words give a surmising the whole book of Esther. Because Haman, the son of Hamatha, that A God, the enemy of all the Jews, had devised against the Jews to destroy them, and had cast pure, that is, the lot, to consume them and destroy them. Jews, nor the of Did for us. Yes, oh, and how much more should you and I yeah. tell our children yeah. and tell our families? Hey, Amen. I, 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 I know every family's got thing. We don't do Santa Claus at our house. I ain't letting the fat man take credit. The only fat man that's getting credit at our house is me. Hey, Amen. But, you know, we don't sit our kids down, down yeah. and tell them, say, I don't them anything. Well, I do, I sit my kids down on Christmas morning and say, you see those presents under the tree? Yeah. You know we have those? The folks up here at the yeah. church and the people who were dating preachers the revivals, they've been good to us. They've been very kind to us. And God's been very kind to us. That's why we have what we have. Remind them of the goodness of God. And you ought to sit your family down on Christmas morning. You ought to sit them down every mealtime to go over. The Jew wrote with all the words to confirm the second letter of Purim. He sent letters unto all the Jews of the hundred and twenty-seven provinces of the kingdom of has words of peace and truth, to confirm these days of Purim and their names appointed according to Mordecai the Jew and Esther the queen had enjoined them, as they had decreed for themselves and for their seed the matters of the fastings and their cry, and the decree of Esther confirmed these matters in Purim, and it was written in the book. Yeah. Esther said, Mordecai, you sent out the letters that we're going to confirm it with the king's seal, that every year we're going to commemorate this. Now it's interesting, if you study it out, even in Israel to this day, they still observe in Jerusalem the Feast of Purim. Now if it's got perverted, they turn it and drink it alcohol and that's but here's some things they still do, I read this on Wikipedia about the Feast of Purim. Here's what they still do, Brother Richie. On this three days, they still exchange gifts and foods and drinks like Mordecai told them to do. Yeah. Then they'll donate to charity. Mordecai talking about sending portions to the poor. They'll eat, a, 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 they'll eat a, 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 a meal of celebration. If we read the book of Esther, these people like to eat. Yeah. They'll eat a meal. Yeah. And here, here's something else they'll do. They will have a public reciting of the scroll of Esther. They get up and they'll read the book of Esther. And I read this. When they get and they read Haman's name, the crowd goes, boom. <laughs> and when they read Esther or Mordecai's name, they, they cheer and cut their hands. Now they don't mind doing this because God's not in the book. They don't know it. Oh, but if they could only see the only reason the Jews are still there is the God of Esther and the God of Mordecai was working behind the scenes. And those Jews today, they don't understand. But one day, when the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords appears, they will say, "Where, where did you receive these wounds?" Yep. He'll to the house of the land, yes, and they'll realize every eye shall see him. Yes. They'll realize yes. it was him the whole time. He was the Messiah. He was Jesus yes, Christ. Sir. Amen. Amen. After World War II, Judas Streicher, who was Hitler's minister of propaganda, was sentenced to be hung as a war criminal. As he ascended the gallows, he was heard saying, Purim 1946. Purim 1946. Even this old wicked Nazi knew. God has done, that. God the Jews has done again to us what he done to Haman. Hey, I remind you that God's not a stretcher persons. Yeah. Be not dismayed, whatever be time. God will take care of you. Yeah. If God took care of those Jews and preserved them, how much more is He going to look after His son's bride, yeah. the church of the living God? Amen. Yes. Let's close out of the book, verse of chapter 10. And King Ahasuerus laid a tribute upon the land, upon the isles of the sea. So I said, why do you do that? We believe this is Mordecai. Helping restore the financial revenue of Persia. Remember, Persia's gonna make money if Haman kills the Jews. But now they ain't doing that. And God allows Mordecai to, to be used to bring blessing to the land of Persia. Sounds like those that bless you, I'll bless you. And those that curse you, I'll curse you. Yep. That's that's Abraham's promise, being fulfilled. In yep. Esther 10 more. Verse 2, and old the some and titles of his might.
1: Whereunto the king advanced him, were they not written
0: in the book to the front of the promise of the kings of Media and Persia? Mordecai, the Jews was next to the king of Hages, and great right about the Jews, and accepted of the more of his brethren, seeking the wealth of his people, and speaking peace to all his seed. When the story begins, it looks like the Jews have no hope. But when the story ends, Mordecai standing next to the king on one side, and Esther standing next to the king on the other side. Give you some practical thoughts of there. What do we learn from these verses tonight? First of all, you learn God can turn a situation around. Yeah. Look bad for these Jews, did it not? But God turned to the contrary. Number two, there's still battles to fight. We emphasized this last week. But even though God turns some things around, we're not to be lazy. We're going to fight a good fight of faith. Chapter 9, verses 12 and 15, i he going to finish the job. Esther had Haman's sons killed. Celebrate and rejoice in God's providence. and instruct your children. I've already preached all that. But here's the last thing I want to write down. It pays to do what's right. Mordecai did what was right back in chapter 3 by thwarting the assassination attempt yep. on King of Havis, A wicked man who deserved to die. And at the end of the day, God blessed him.